Mr. Nixon, what's up? Man, how you doing today, man? I'm excited today, man. I'm excited too, man. How, how's the day going, bro? Oh, it's going well, man. Just just been resting, you know. You know, getting ready for the show, man. Gotta get eat breakfast good, eat breakfast and lunch. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited, man. When you feel good, you come on air and you perform good. You gotta bring your A game when you when you talk in sports with me. You gotta oh, bring your A game when you talk in sports with Definitely. me. Definitely. <laughs> sure. But we got a big time show ahead. We're going to have a guest appearance from the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Our guy, Big Baby Jonathan, going to be joining us here live here in a bit. We're also going to talk about later on in the show, Richard Jefferson saying he thinks that Tim Duncan, he's on the fringe as to whether or not he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Also going to talk about John Morant and he apologizes for his anti-Twitter post. But first, Clarence. We got to start off in the NFL. As you know, Sunday night, the New England Patriots signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. So Cam Newton is going to be joining Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and Robert Kraft in New England. So basically, Cam Newton will be the successor to Tom Brady. And I saw on Facebook earlier, Clarence, that you believe that the Bills are the favorites in the AFC East. But Pro Football Focus disagrees with you. Pro Football Focus they predict that Cam single-handedly will give the Patriots the edge in the AFC East. So we start off in New England with Cam Newton. Do you believe Cam can lead the Patriots to another division title, or are you riding this Buffalo Bills train? Man, listen. Look, I love Cam. I respect him. Can you hear me? I hope you can hear me. I can hear you. I love Cam. I respect Cam. I appreciate what he did to the NFL. He is amazing. Let me, I'm talking to a three, three-time NFL Pro Bowler, what, 2015 NFL MVP. I respect him. But, but I still believe the Buffalo Bills are the biggest threat in the AFC East. Let me tell you why they're loaded on both sides of the ball. They've got a young, young, intriguing quarterback in Josh Allen. And now, now they bring it on Stephon Diggs that he he was lacking of deep threats and deep passes. He got a number one receiver. I still believe that this is a lock. How do you even know, Trey? How do you even know the Patriots is still the same Patriots from last year? People say it's a down year. But look, this is the whole different year. Whole different year. They lost a lot of key players on defense. And now you now ever since Cam Newton came, he gave them the slight edge. Just a second ago. The uh the uh, Caesars the Caesars betting board they had them winning nine games and I still believe they win to go win nine games I don't think they're the best team in the AFC East I still believe in Buffalo Bills man I can't put all my trust in Cam yet he, he first he got to win the starting job against some Jared Jared Stidham that's the that's the first job he got to do uh, Jared Stidham yes Jared Stidham you, 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 he got to he has to win the starting job over Jared Stidham to improve us that he, he can play at this elite level, even though he's been injured for two years, man. I get, I'm not sold on it yet, man. Oh, stop it. You need to stop. You crazy yeah, if you crazy. actually believe. You ridiculous if you believe that Jared Stidham is going to get the starting quarterback job for the New England Patriots. You don't really believe that, do you? Many, many, many NFL uh, GMs, they love the fact that Jared Stidham – I mean, Cam Newton came in, but they still believe Jerry can make a bigger leap. And not look, Cam is an awesome guy. He is. He's an awesome guy. I like. I like his personality. It's different. Like, but let's just be real, man. Like, he, he's going into that stage of football that hey, you either a backup at best, or if somebody get injured, you stepping in, or you just go work your butt off in the NFL or for the Patriots to get the starting gig. No, I'm just no. saying it. 
I'm not sold, Trey. I'm not sold. Okay, you spoke. We've heard from you enough. It's time for you to hush up for a bit and learn some football knowledge. Let me school you on why the New England Patriots are still the team to beat in the AFC East. First off, let's start off with those Buffalo Bills that you're talking about. The Buffalo Bills last year, they made strides, and they made the playoffs. I like Sean McDermott as a head coach, and he's done a good job improving this football team. I also think Josh Allen has tremendous upside, but he's young, Clarence, and you've seen how he was rattled in that playoff game last year against Deshaun Watson in the Houston, Texas. The Buffalo Bills really should have won that game, but Josh Allen was rattled late in that game. He's young. He still has a lot to prove. He still has a lot to improve on. If Josh Allen could get anywhere close to the type of player that Cam Newton is, maybe the Buffalo Bills can have some success in the AFC East. But he still has a lot to prove, and we'll see how he progresses throughout the years moving forward. I like the Buffalo Bills defense a lot. I think they really improved last year, and they won a lot of football games because their defense was tremendous last season. They have, three, they have a great secondary. I love their secondary with the Buffalo Bills. But taking everything in consideration, am I going to pick Sean McDermott and Josh Allen over Cam Newton and Bill Belichick? I think not. Let's get to the New York Football Jets. I already told you I don't believe in Adam Gase. I pretty much say it religiously on every show that we have. I have no faith in Adam Gase as a head coach, and I think the, the, the Jets are making a mistake by not paying Jamal Adams. I still got questions about Sam Darnold. We'll see what happens last year. He ended up missing a few games because he had a kissing disease. I'm not so sure if Sam Darnold has the heart that's going to be necessary for a quarterback to take the Jets to the next level. Like we'll that. see what happens with him. Hold on. Let's get to those Miami Dolphins down there in South Beach. I like Tua Tagovailoa. I like Tua a lot. And I told you, I think Tua is going to have a better career than Joe Burrow. But we're talking about the short term. We're talking about the 2020 season. I don't even believe Tua is going to start the year for the Miami Dolphins. I think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. I like Brian Flores as a head coach because the Dolphins made some strides last year as well, and they beat the Patriots last season in Foxborough in a game the Patriots needed. But do I believe that Brian Flores and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua is going to be enough to outcoach Bill Belichick in a big moment in a regular season game? I do not. Therefore, I believe Cam Newton and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are still the favorites in the AFC East, and I'm expecting big things from Cam Newton and that defense of the New England Patriots. I just don't, I just don't agree with you, man. I, I just don't agree with you. Listen, this AFC East, the whole, the whole, the whole thing is changing. Brady is not in the league no more. This is putting Belichick to the test to see can he can still compete in the AFC East. I mean, they won what eleven, what eleven divisional division titles. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big number. But, but, but think about it, Josh Allen. It takes Josh Allen's his third year. And this is quarterback development. He in his third year in the NFL. Now he got a, a, a number one number one receiver in, in Stephon Diggs, which I think is top, a top ten receiver. I, I truly believe that he's going to play better. They already a, a, a good team, a good team to be, not the team, the team to be, the team to be. I just I just don't. I'm not sold on Cam yet. I'm not really sold on him yet. He got You're not sold on Cam yet. Cam I'm is not, proven. What has Josh Allen proven? He's been injured for two years. He's been injured he, for two years. Look, this was the same argument when you were saying you would take Devontae Adams over AJ Green. AJ Green been injured for what? What two years? And you're you're taking a risk on Cam. You're taking a risk on Cam, man. Like Listen, the last time. Here's the thing, though. I told you this. The last time we seen Cam Newton healthy in 2018, when he was when he was for the Carolina Panthers quarterback, he had this was his statistical numbers. This was before the TJ Watt hit. In the game, in the game against the Steelers, this was before that hit. Before he got injured, Cam Newton had completion percentage of seventy percent, total yards per game two hundred eighty three, touchdown to interception ratio twenty two to seven, passer rating one hundred three, rushing touchdowns four. This was before the TJ Watt hit that injured Cam's shoulder. He hasn't been healthy since two thousand eighteen. Clarence, don't disrespect. The great Cam Newton. Yeah, I said great because he's had some moments. Hold on. He has some moments in his career where he's been great. Do I think he's a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer? I do not. He still has something to prove. But make no mistake about it. Cam Newton's gotten the Panthers to a Super Bowl, and he's been the best player in Carolina Panther history. And I'm pissed off because the Panthers 
organization. They disrespected the hell out of Cam Newton. Last week on Twitter, they put up a poll question, and they asked who's the best player in Panther history. They had Luke Kinkley, Steve Smith, and Julius Peppers. They didn't even have Cam Newton as a candidate as to one of the best players in Panther history. The disrespect that y'all aiming in the direction of a NFL MVP, a player that got his team to the Super Bowl. And now you up here disrespecting Cam Newton, talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen can't sniff Cam Newton's shoes, and he's not even over near a level of Cam Newton is if he helped. If Cam is healthy, the Patriots win the AFC. If, if Cam is healthy, the Patriots win the AFC East. Going at away. Point, at this point, Josh Allen is better than Cam Newton, man. At this point. He's showing, what? He's showing progressive. He's showing progressive. Oh, what? <laughs> He's better I, than Cam Newton. Buffalo, Buffalo is going to take this, take this AFC East. They are, they are loaded on both sides of the ball. A, really, a top five defense and a strong run game. Now you add in a deep threat in Stephon Diggs. That is pretty dangerous. And Sean McDermott is building a great foundation in Buffalo. I'm telling you, you can think I'm crazy or not, but at this point, I'm taking Josh Allen over Cam Newton. At this point, man, I think the Buffalo Bills are the second best team. In the AFC East, I think the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, they will fight for that top spot in the AFC East all season long. But I think ultimately, when we get late in December, I believe the the New England Patriots and Cam Newton will propel and will win the AFC East. I think they'll win the AFC East winning 10 games. I think the Patriots finish the season at 10 and 6, and I think the Buffalo Bills finish somewhere between 8 and 8 and 9 and 7. I think the Buffalo yeah, no, I'm, that's how that's I look ridiculous. at it. I think the that's Buffalo Bills. That's ridiculous, bro. That's not ridiculous. Yes, it is. What, yes, it okay, is. Let, me, let me ask you a question. Last yes, year was a down year. Last year was a down year for the Patriots, right? It was a down year for the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They finished 12-4. and four. The Buffalo Bills didn't even win the, the division Tom last year. It's still considered as a lead quarterback in the league, man. Like, you – and Tom Brady is still considered an elite quarterback in the league, regardless of how, how you describe him or not. And let's just be honest here, man. You, Cam Newton is going to a situation that, one, his receivers is always held, always injured. Two, the running game is solid. And three, the defense lost key parts on that team that they might end up struggling again. At this point, man, Buffalo has a great secondary, a good front seven, a, a great young front seven in the front that, that's very destructive, that you're not giving credit for. This is ridiculous that you can think the Pats is going 10 and 6. Really? They, yes. They, they, they barely probably can get seven or eight wins. I got them 9 and 7, man. Buffalo Listen, winning that division, man. The type of coach that Bill Belichick is. He's arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. Bill Belichick alone will have the Patriots at 500. He'll, they'll be 8-8 eight eight without Cam Newton. The fact that you added That's Cam Newton. Yeah, the fact that you added Cam Newton, I believe Cam Newton increases your winning by at least two or three games. I think Cam Newton could get you to 10-6 and six and at the top of the AFC East. Do I think they can compete with the Ravens and the Chiefs? I do not. But I do believe they'll be the best team in the AFC East and I think they'll get an opportunity to host a home playoff game, and we'll see what happens from there. Listen, defensively, we already know how great the Patriots are. You got Stephon Gilmore, one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. You got Jason McCourty as well, Patrick Chung, you know what I mean, Brandon Copeland. Defensively, they won the top defenses we have in the National Football League. If you can have a consistent running game with Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and put together a game plan to where you can have Cam Newton throw the ball down the field effectively and not turn the ball over, I think the Patriots can win the AFC East, and I think they'll be fighting with the Buffalo Bills throughout the season. But as we get later in the season, I trust Bill Belichick more than I trust Sean McDermott. You know, I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just say this, and then we just gonna move on. They meet, they play, they actually play the Buffalo Bills on the Monday night in New England. So that's gonna be very, that's gonna be very important because that game is gonna basically go down to the stretch who can win in the whole division in my opinion because I, I see those two is coming up fighting for the top of the division I, I don't the Jets they're building a nice foundation but they're not ready and for Miami they got a few years back that's but for Buffalo this is this is this is an open it's open for them to get it and I feel like they really they really deserve to, to win this division because they're the most talented team in that division as we speak man as we speak I'm, I'm not yeah, I'm not taking nothing away from Buffalo. 
I just think here's what I believe too. I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna move on to the next topic. I believe this offense for the New England Patriots actually is a, it fits Cam Newton's skill set more so than it fit Tom Brady's skill set because they don't have no elite receivers. Julian Edelman is the best receiver on this team, and Julian Edelman is not a number one option at receiver. He's a slot receiver, and he's pretty good at it, but he's not a number one option at receiver like Odell or, or, or Stephon Diggs or Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. That's not who Julian Edelman is. But I believe them having the running backs that they have on this team, like Sony Michelle, James White, I think if you can incorporate them in this running game with Cam Newton, I believe the Patriots offense can have some success. Do I think they're going to light up the scoreboard and score over 30 points per game? I do not. But I think they can win football games in a range of 21 to 17, 20 to 17, or 20 here and there, 24 to 13. That's how I look at this Patriots offense, and that's what I believe Cam Newton will bring to the offense as well. That's why I think they'll win the AFC East. But let's, real quick, I got one more question for you before we move on and bring Jonathan in here. Richard Sherman, he says the size of Cam Newton's contract is, quote, disgusting. Does Richard Sherman have a point? He feels like Cam Newton's contract is utterly ridiculous and is very, very low salary. Does he have a point here, Richard Sherman? Okay, okay two things. One, one, Cam Newton, he got earned up to 7.5 uh, in incentives with this contract. And two... This is this is a proof a one a probably a one year prove it deal. Some a deal, this deal they can work on if he does good in this season, as you stated, this can work on to a future contract. This look like a this look more like a Ryan Tannehill situation, but it's not because he didn't get traded. But he's walking into a whole new situation where he can make a lot of money by having successful in the season. Now, for Richard Simon, he stated it's disgusting because the salary was what, what, $1.1 million, the same as Jamison Wilson for the Saints. He he feels like that these black players are still more valued than what their contract is paying, which I agree with him at that. I do agree with him that, but, but at the same time, it's business. If it's you and your agent, y'all work out the deal, y'all work the deal out, and y'all come up with the best number. If, if you feel like, you and your agent feel like this is the best number, y'all go with it, man. For me, in my personal opinion. Do you agree? With, I didn't, did you agree with Sherman? Yes or no? Did you agree with him? You had, Did you ask the question? Did you agree with him? Yeah, yeah, I did agree with him. I said, yeah. I mean, okay. Just, I agree with Richard Sherman as well. I'm going to name you two quarterbacks that's either getting paid the equivalent or more than Cam Newton right now. Chase Daniels is getting paid more than Cam Newton right now. Bum. Brian, br- bum. Brian Hoyer, who is going to be the backup to Cam Newton here in a few months, he's getting paid the same amount as Cam Newton is. Listen to this. The Patriots just got fined by the NFL, Clarence. And guess yeah. what? That fine that they have to pay is more than Cam Newton's salary. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. I, com- I completely agree with Richard Sherman here. But here's the, it, here's the thing that happened. The Patriots had all the leverage when they negotiated this contract with Cam Newton because no other team wanted Cam Newton's services right now because teams have went through their drafting process. They went through their free agency process. And that's why I told you on last week's show, the Carolina Panthers, they did a disservice to Cam Newton by releasing him so late. Devin Tepper, the owner for the Carolina Panthers, and Matt Rule. I'm calling you out today on Wise Guy Sports on the Worldwide Sports Network. Y'all did a disservice to Cam Newton. They knew when Matt Rule got hired, they knew they didn't want Cam Newton back on the Carolina Panthers. They should have released Cam Newton immediately and gave him the opportunity to explore in free agency, not release him in late March and have him come late to the free agency party. It's unfortunate, and that's the reason why Cam Newton's contract is utterly ridiculous and it's disgusting, just like Richard Sherman alluded to. Yeah, like it is disgusting that uh, with Carolina, they if you know you better move on, you will you you immediately like release him because at the same time, man, definitely. Yeah. So, but let's move on. Everybody, go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at Wise Guys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys know sports. We are going to bring in our guest here on the show today on the Wise Guys Sports. Network and Worldwide Sports Network as well. We're going to bring in Big Baby Jonathan from the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. We welcome Jonathan to the Wise Guys Show. Jonathan, what's up, bro? Man, what's, what's going, going on, on, bro? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, man. 
Hey man, yes, how you doing, man? How, how's that beautiful weather out there in LA, man? Um, sunny, hot, and sunny and hot, man. That's why I'm staying in the house because it's so hot out there. Oh yeah, I see you got Definitely. your electric banner up there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yep. is, Jonathan. So, Jonathan, we 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 know you're an NBA guy. Let's mm -hmm. get into let's get into some NBA with the NBA season resuming mm -hmm. in Orlando in a bubble come late July. What's your expectations? For the NBA restart, and do you think we will ultimately complete the season? I, my expectations, I feel like for the season to resume, I feel like it's going to be competitive, and this um, championship for anybody in this bubble is going to be tough, you know. And for my Lakers, um, my expectation is to finish the season and with the championship. That's my expectations, championship or bust out of this bubble. Well, hold on, real quick, Jonathan, real quick before we get into the Lakers, do you actually believe that we're going to get a chance to finish the NBA season? Yes, I do. I think we'll finish the season, <clears throat> in my opinion. What about you? What about you? Which, I, I believe we is. I believe we're going to finish the season. These eight games will probably go fly through in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now, Big Bay, man, now, now I want to ask you. Now, you know, LeBron James has sat there for four for years, and I know I've been happy. Everybody's happy that he's went to L.A. Mm -hmm. How important is for him to bring a title to L.A.? Um, it's very important. Because if he doesn't bring a championship to L.A., he'll be the second player in NBA Laker history and without winning the championship. Elgin Baylor didn't win the championship with the Lakers. So LeBron does not win the championship. I, a lot of Laker fans will never forgive him for coming to L.A. Yeah. For coming to L.A., we don't win the championship. We're all about championship. You see that behind See that behind me? We're all about that. We ain't all about, oh, we make the playoffs. We improve. Nope. If we don't win a ring, it's a bust season. You know, that's our model. Yeah. Okay, you know? okay. You kind of already talked about it then, Jonathan. I was going to ask you a question about LeBron James, but Clarence asked it first, and you kind of mm -hmm. elaborated. But let's specifically talk about LeBron James and him as a player. Let's, you know, let's assume that the season does resume and we have a season. And do you believe that LeBron James still has something to prove as far as legacy goes? Or do you believe LeBron James' legacy is already cemented as being one of the all-time NBA greats? I think LeBron still has something to prove to the haters like Skip Bayless. People on ESPN, everybody doubts LeBron. They keep up bringing up the three and six in the finals. He's not clutch. He's not this. But he did take over when he was with the Cavs against Detroit, hit the big shots against Orlando to win the game. So he still has that clutch gene. People just like to nitpick. Oh, he turned the ball over in crunch time. So LeBron's legacy is not going to be determined, in my opinion. His legacy is already great, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely his legacy is just great. Like this shirt right here. <laughs> I like the shirt. I like the shirt. And LeBron, yeah, like, like, like I told you, he's already a great player. And him coming to LA, that's like a bigger task when you go to LA because they expect championships and not and not just bust seasons, man. Definitely. Go ahead. Let me, yeah, let me ask you a question real quick, Jonathan. So let me get this straight. Are you are a LeBron fan, correct? Nope. Kobe you're Bryant not. fan. Kobe. Okay. Kobe. Okay. We're gonna get the Kobe here in a bit. Okay. So you're not a LeBron fan, I want to I want to get that out the way, but okay. Here's my my, my thing for you, John. I'm gonna ask you a question because you know Avery Bradley decided to not go back to Orlando and join the NBA when the NBA resumes in late July because of some family things he has going on and so forth. So therefore, the Lakers signed J.R. Smith. It was announced today. It's official. J.R. Smith is now part of the Los Angeles Lakers. So, what's your expectations for J.R. Smith, and how do you believe? the Lakers should handle the dynamic between having J.R. Smith and, and KCP and Danny Green. Who do you believe should get the bulk of the minutes between those three players? Let them compete for it in training camp. Danny Green, KCP, J.R. Smith, and we got Deion Waiters too, so it's going to be competitive. You know, I feel like the J.R. Smith signing is good. I like it. And LeBron, every time he assists it to uh, J.R. Smith, he shoots 49% from the three-point line. So that's a plus. And we have a stat. Lakers have a stat. They're 13-1 without Avery Bradley. So it's going to be a tough loss, but we got we just got to run with it. Frank Vogel is going to do a great job, put in a good game plan, and we're going to compete at the highest level. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that answer. I like that. So, uh, so big baby, man. So, you know, uh, my host, my host, Mr. Trey Larkins, he, uh, he actually believes that the Los Angeles Clippers has a bigger chance than the Lakers winning, winning the finals. Now, I want to ask you this. Do you believe the L.A. Clippers is the biggest threat to your L.A. Lakers, man? The only threat that the Lakers have is themselves, and I'm not worried about the Clippers. Um, AD and LeBron, when they turn up, 
in the playoffs. So we won't turn up. Rondo turns up. Danny Green hits big shots. So I'm not worried. We beat him before. Clippers, no one can stop AD in the post. You know what I mean? LeBron's going to turn up. He's going to show why. He's going to show Kawhi Leonard. I'm telling you, LeBron's going to turn up. He's going to have a, a career playoffs. LeBron James. I'm telling you right yeah. now in Orlando, he's going he's gonna to do some great things in this playoff bubble. I love the confidence. I, I like the confidence too, but I want to say this. You actually alluded to it already, Jonathan. I was going to ask you about Anthony Davis because we know Anthony Davis for his mm-hmm. career. He averages 24 points per game. 10 rebounds per game, two assists per game. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's a seven-time All-Star. He's one of the most talented players that we have in the NBA today. So what is your expectations for AD once the NBA resumes in late July? <clears throat> My expectations for Anthony Davis, just to be dominant wherever he left off before the season got canceled. Or stoppage. Excuse me. AD's going to need to stop shooting threes, go to work in the post. You know, I know he likes to shoot threes sometimes, but when you, you go to the post, you're unguardable. You know, against the Clippers, against Milwaukee, he was dominating. You know, dropped 30 yeah. points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. He's when he's focused, this Laker team is really hard to beat. Yeah, they, they're really hard to beat. They really ought to be because of uh, him and LeBron. But AD is more, is a dominant, like like you said, it's a dominant force. Mm-hmm. Dominant force. Oh, would you like to say something, Trey? Yeah, I, I got to challenge you, Jonathan, here on Wise Guys. Sports yeah, no on, worries. On the Worldwide Sports Network, mm-hmm. man, because I see you and Clarence are riding that Lakers train. As to who they're going to win the NBA championship once the season comes back, and 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 I'm t- I got to tell you something real quick, Jonathan, yeah. because it, it's amazing to me that you fellas are disrespecting the Clippers because, in my opinion, the Clippers have multiple players that can do multiple different things. I believe the Lakers really only have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who can do multiple different things. When I look at the Clippers, I feel like they have a legitimate three or four players that can guard LeBron James and Morris and George and Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly. Like, you got so many different bodies that you could throw at LeBron James. So Mm -hmm. my question for you is, Jonathan, do you believe that the Clippers having the multiple bodies that they have that can throw at at LeBron James, do you believe that could be something that could derail the Lakers and LeBron James could get wore out from that once we get back to the season in late July? No, because remember when we played them before the season got stoppage? They were throwing bodies at LeBron. He went by him. And Lou Williams is a liability on defense. Every time LeBron would bring up the ball, he'll tell Avery Bradley to go set a screen for him, and then Lou Williams will have to guard LeBron and get to the basket and one. So I'm not really worried about the Clippers. You know, I, they're a talented team, but we can beat them. We beat them before, so I'm not worried about them. I'm not. Hey, Patrick Beverly's doing a lot of talking. He's been talking a lot to Jarrett Dudley, LeBron, you know. Paul George saying they're going to immediately win the championship. Okay. I want I want the Clippers. I want that action. I want yeah, it. I, I, love the I love the confidence. Like. Oh, man. He real confident. Man, hey, man. hey. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of LeBron fans, they're not even talking the confidence that you are, Jonathan, but you are really, really confident. And you're, let me ask you a question. Now, I got Clarence real quick. I'm going to let you go, but I got to know this. Hey, 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 you got it, man. I got to know this. Jonathan, is this you speaking from your heart or this is how you really, really feel? Yes, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? I'm very passionate about Lakers. I have all the confidence in them to get it done, bring home the championship in Orlando. So, I guess, yeah, you used to being like getting championships. The way I, the confidence is, is, is a sounding, man. Like, they is like they is expected to win this championship, and, and Jonathan and I do agree. They they should win the title because LeBron playoff LeBron is a different type of beast, and him playing on LA, he make players better around him in the playoffs, and it's it's just ridiculous how he can just put up these ridiculous numbers and perform at the elite level. So that's gonna be very dangerous in the Western Conference, though, man. Yeah, most definitely, and also too, everybody's talking about the Rockets being a threat to the Lakers. Please, James Harden is not. a not good in the playoffs. His yeah, style doesn't I'm not win about the Rockets, man. The Rockets, man, they gonna have their own problem. They yeah. got Russ. But they, his style doesn't win championships. Even Kobe said it best. His style can won't win him a championship. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, his style won't definitely won't win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the Rockets have any chance no. of beating the Lakers. I actually think the Rockets have a better chance of upsetting the Clippers than the Lakers because nobody on the Rockets can guard Anthony Davis. Nobody. So. That's my problem with the Rockets. I don't think I don't think they have a snowball chance in hell at beating the Lakers. But I want to ask you this quick, real quick, Jonathan. Let's transition. As basically, we know how sad of a day it was on January 26th when we lost the great Kobe Bryant 
and Gigi Bryant and nine others and that horrific plane crash. So my question for you is, being a long, lifelong Laker fan, what would you remember the most about Kobe's legacy? His heart, his tenacity, his grit, his grind, and he does. He's he's a tough player. He plays through anything, just like that passion from you know. He doesn't have a quit in him. He'll go. He'll play with a broken finger. He tore his Achilles shot two free throws. Just he's wants he wants to win in anything he does. So his legacy will ever be remembered. Yeah. Yeah, Kobe will be remembered as a hardworking, probably most skilled player that I ever even seen play basketball, man. You so, be quiet. You try to say Kevin Durant would beat the great Kobe Bryant one-on-one. You he will. He, he definitely will, man. Hey, do, we, do, hey, do we got a commercial break? Could we go to commercial break? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Stephen A. Jonathan. Smith would have walked out of the, the, the nah. show right now. Man, yeah, listen. Jonathan Clare thinks KD would have beat Kobe one-on-one. No, no, no. Kobe, no. Kobe would have tore KD up. Easy. Man, look, it gets crazy, man. Y'all just know, y'all. I gotta put some respect on this man, KD. Yeah, man. KD's talented, but Kobe would would play over and over until he won. He would fight, probably fight KD to keep it real. <laughs> I do have a story. I do have a story about Kobe though that I want to tell you guys. Go ahead. Um, yeah. he followed me on Twitter before. He really? followed me on Twitter, and we exchanged some uh, messages talking about white mamba. Had to hold the fort until I get back, and it's all on my Instagram. So it's crazy that Kobe followed me and wow. we messaged, messaged, and I'm like, wow. I didn't believe yeah, it at first because when we played the Spurs, Kobe tweeted, what's the game plan? Give the Pau Gasol, and he followed me. I'm showing my brother. My, my brother Michael was like, he followed you. I'm like, no, he didn't, and he showed me, and then I just, like, lost it and getting excited, and, you know, so that's always going to be a memory. Kobe Bryant followed me on Twitter. Yeah, man. That, that, that That's a nice story for, for sure. And it's one of the things I tell Clarence is, too, man, like I, I, I'm a '90s baby, so I grew up. I, I was born in 1990, mm-hmm. so during that Jordan era, I was young. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really understand the game of basketball. So my goal is Kobe Bryant. That was always my goal and the greatest of all time in my eyes. I grew up watching Kobe, and I and I seen Kobe basically get better as his years got along in the NBA. Like as they went along, and as as he progressed and became like a very skillful player, I saw it. I, mm-hmm. I also saw when he was in NBA in the early 2000s when it was more about finesse. But as he got older, you know, he became very more skillful and his perimeter shot was off the charts. But, yeah, man, it, RIP to the great Kobe Bryant, RIP to the Black Mama, and RIP to Gigi Bryant and the others that was yep. lost on that horrific plane crash. Yep, RIP. And Gigi had the same mentality like Kobe, too, the same mentality. She was going to be a very talented WNBA player, man. Yeah, she was playing for UConn. Yeah, she would have been a great, like, WNBA player. Someone that would remember, like, oh, yeah, that's Kobe's daughter. And she just gained his hard work and his ability to work harder than the next one. Like, yeah. that's just something, like, we always remember, though. You know, yep. It's, it's crazy that day. It's so crazy. let's tra- let's transition to the NFL, where we learned earlier today that the NFL is shortening the preseason and cutting two games. So, do you expect us to have an NFL season this year, Jonathan? No, I do not. I don't think we will because things are spiking up in Houston, Florida, and California. So, I don't expect us to have a season. You know, it's it sucks to say that, but I'm just keeping it real. I don't think we're going to have a season because of the spikes that's going up. Yeah. Now, I think, man, look, man, as much as I love football, I would love for it to have a season. But if it's not safe to have a season, I think we should not even have the season, like, in my opinion, though. But but if it, if it gets bad, it, it just get bad. But it's, it's ridiculous. But, but Jonathan, I heard, I heard that you was a, a Los Angeles Chargers fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Hey. So, you know, ah, so, you know, the first game. You come to the jungle, y'all play the Bengals, man. You play one of the future elite quarterbacks in Joe Burrow, and y'all drafted who? Justin Herbert? Yeah, oh, Justin yeah. Herbert out of Oregon. So how excited you was, like, when Justin Herbert was drafted to the L.A. Chargers? Give me an honest opinion. I was excited, but I'd rather would have grabbed Cam Newton. I'd rather grab Cam Newton because Cam Newton with this offense, we would have been Super Bowl contenders, but the owner of the Chargers doesn't like to be – um, aggressive. He likes to be conservative. Tyrod Taylor, to me, is in my opinion, I wouldn't start him. He's the average quarterback to me. I'd rather have Cam Newton. Cam Newton's ability to throw the football, run, 
run down the field. He has championship experience, Super Bowl appearances, MVP. So I would rather have Cam Newton. But that's just how Chargers are. They don't like I, to be aggressive in free agency. I, I completely agree with you, Jonathan. I actually felt like one of the perfect destinations for Cam Newton would have been with the Los Angeles Chargers. I believe Cam Newton would have been able to handle playing in that kind of market, been able to handle all the pressure with being the quarterback for the Chargers. I, I think I made a mistake not bringing in Cam. But if you're saying that, then I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the first 15 minutes of the show, but I'm a believer that Cam Newton and Bill Belichick are going to win the AFC East for some reason or not or another. Clarence all of a sudden has this huge belief in the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So do you agree with me that the Patriots will ultimately win the AFC East, or do you believe agree with Clarence that the Bills are going to win the AFC East? I think the Patriots are going to win that division. You know, Buffalo's talented, Josh Allen's talented, but you have Bill Belichick, Cam Newton. If, you know, Bill Belichick's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he can win the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the Super Bowl. Oh, with Cam Newton. Baby. I thought you was gonna say Buffalo. I don't man. like Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo's talented, but my boy Vince, that was podcast with praise of Josh Allen. He's talented, but I just feel like he's not that good yet, in my opinion. Wait, he's, he's, he's in his third year yeah. of being in the NFL. You know, it takes three years for a quarterback to develop. And now you give him a legitimate number one receiver. This is He'll make a bigger leap. Yeah, he might win him a playoff game, man. It, how big this leap is can be. Yeah, I feel it, but we'll see. You got, they have to do something in the playoffs. They have to prove me wrong in the playoffs. I always tell my boy Vince, if Josh Allen proves me wrong in the playoffs, yeah. He got rattled last year in the playoffs. Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. But it wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> man, so uh so big way, Jonathan, man. So you know you went you you in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the Oakland Raiders and the Denver Broncos. How how would you consider like how would you say like not not, not say, but how would you do you honestly believe that the Chargers got any hope? of making the playoffs this year with this new playoff format? Every time I have spec- expectations for the Chargers, they disappoint me. So for this year, I don't have any expectations. Any expectations? Nope. Just go out there. If you go 5-11, oh, well. Play next year. Keep- because that, <laughs> the Chargers do that every year. 14-2, losing the playoffs. 12-4, and yeah, like twelve and four, make the playoffs. Get to the Patriots. Get blown out. So they repetitive every year until they prove me wrong. And I almost left the the Chargers to be a Seahawks fan, but I'm I don't know. I'm just hey, like the Chargers, but it's just hey, oh, it's just a pain. It's just a pain to be a Charger fan. It is. I, 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 let me let me say something real quick, Clarence, because I believe Jonathan. I, here's what I'm looking at when I look at the Chargers. I think you got to kind of give the the Chargers kind of kind of the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna tell you why. Mm-hmm. When you look at the city of Los Angeles, we think about the Lakers. We think mm-hmm. about the Dodgers. We think about the, the Trojans. We think about UCLA Bruins. It's so many teams that we think about, the Rams. Hell, now the Clippers. It's so many teams that we think about before we get to your Los Angeles Chargers. I actually believe it was a mistake for your owner to take the Chargers to L.A. I think you should have stayed in San Diego, of my, in my personal opinion. Do you yeah. believe that that's part of the reason why they are struggling in ticket sales as well? Yes, I agree 100% about uh, Chargers should have stayed in San Diego. They should have stayed in San Diego. We had fans. We had crowd going. But Dean Spanos didn't want to build a new stadium. He'd rather go share it with the Rams owner. So, come on, man. You know, yeah. it's like – but I'm I'm going to give the Chargers no expectation to see what happens, you know. You Because know. I get excited. Yay, we're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, missed yeah. the playoffs. Here we go. So, it's like <laughs> – yeah. Hey, at least you got playoff wins, I can say. Yeah, but the, the I won't be surprised if we lose on opening night. I won't be surprised if your quarterback, Joe Burrow, has a career game against us. Anytime we play some rookie quarterback, they get off. Just like uh, that quarterback from Denver, Drew Locke, he started, got off. So I won't be surprised if he has this, a career game against the Chargers. Don't forget, yeah. though, don't forget, though, big baby, your Chargers, they had a moment here at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati a few years ago. And I know Clarence going to remember what I'm talking about. They rolled in the Paul Brown Stadium and they beat, bring that up. They beat the, <laughs> the, the Bengals who were favorite at that particular time. So your Chargers have had some, some decent moments in the playoffs. Yeah, um, but we end up, yeah, 
I can't yeah. believe you brought that up, man. That, that was a painful playoff game, man. But it was y'all was supposed to win that game, Clarence. <laughs> we lost to a snowman of Philip Rivers that, that was playing playing horrible that game, man. Ridiculous, man. I don't know why you brought that game up, man. They just uh you know you know what? That leads me to my next question for Jonathan Clarence. So you know Philip Rivers, he had his last season with the Chargers last mm-hmm. year. And overall, he has 397 career touchdown passes, 198 interceptions. Do you feel like Phillip Rivers underachieved in his career with the Los Angeles Chargers? Yes, he did because he didn't bring a Super Bowl. That's just how I feel, man, because there'll be times where he's feeling it, and then he'll just chuck it, throw it, and I'm like, why'd you throw that? And then, I don't know, I just sometimes Phillip Rivers would make boneheaded decisions in crunch time. He really would. You know, he's, like the, he's like the Tony Romo on our team. He's like Tony Romo. Don't compare him to Tony Romo, big baby. Now, you know Tony Romo. Listen, Tony Romo has tremendous talent, but Phillip Rivers has accomplished more than Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. But that's just how I feel. When it comes to playoffs, he doesn't execute down the stretch in big games. I see it time and time again against the Jets, against the Patriots, against – well, we beat the Ravens, but he's struggling earlier in that game. But overall, Phillip Rivers, I'm not surprised that he's left. But he's going. I feel like he's going to turn up in uh, in Indianapolis. You know what I mean? Anytime a player leaves the Chargers, they do better. And I'm just keeping it real. I noticed that. Michael Turner, Eric Weddle, Vincent Jackson. So, LT, when he left, he went to the Jets, and he did good. So, Man, look, maybe it's not for – hey, hell, maybe Melvin Gordon might do great in Denver. Yeah, yeah Melvin Gordon. Melvin and, Gordon, hey, too. Alex, and, and Alex Austin Ackler, he might have a downfall season. But even Melvin Gordon agreed with me because I tagged on, tw- on Twitter saying the Chargers owner should pay you more. And he agreed with me about uh, the Chargers being the owner being uh, conservative when it comes to free agents. He liked my comment. Yeah, that's that's going to go into my next question. Like, it just seems like the the owner the owner for the uh, for the Chargers he just he does not he doesn't want the win. And and me y'all selecting Justin Herbert and y'all you got the Chargers got a nice foundation over there. I'm gonna just say this: the Chargers got a nice foundation. I like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I love the two tandems there, man. I love yeah. the two tandems right there. Like them are two receivers that can line up anywhere and play any line up anywhere. So, yeah. so yeah. And Tyrod, oh, my bad, Tyrod. What you about to say? Go ahead, go ahead, go ask your question. What you what you got? No, no, no. You can go. You can go. Do you like Anthony Lynn? As a head coach for your Chargers, big baby. Most definitely. Love his passion. Love his hustle. Like, just love his, the way he preaches, the way he coaches, you know? Every time, like, we lose, he preaches, like, that motivational type of speech, you know? And okay. if I have a feeling, but here's the thing about Dean Spanos, I have a feeling he's going to, like, if we go 0-5, he might make a panic move and fire Anthony Lynn because he'd done that before. Fire yeah. Mike McCoy, makes a panic move and fire him. Yeah. Anthony Lynn's a talented coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's very talented. Yeah, I agree with you. So, so let's lead into my next question. Should should the LA Chargers sign Cap, Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I, should, I think he should. I think the Chargers should sign him, give him an opportunity, go out, go compete for that starting position. Justin Herbert, Tyra Taylor, Cap, go, go battle it out in training camp. You know, whoever wins it gets the starting job. That's what I would do. Yeah, are you sold on Justin Herbert? Because it seemed like – like, Harvard, just go out there and just play, man. Give me your best shot. I just want to see Justin Herbert play good, but if he's redshirt this year, I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah. I'm okay with think, him being redshirted. I don't think Tyrod even going to survive three games. Nope. Knowing, knowing that they got a franchise quarterback needs to get on the field. Even because we'd be putting a conversation if Cam Newton was a Charger. If he was a Charger, we'd be getting talked about. But, no, we're going to be, oh, the Chargers. Oh, okay. Let's move on. You know, so – I don't know. Everybody thinks I hate the Chargers. I don't. I just keep it real about the team. I just keep it real. If the Chargers – if Cam Newton probably would have went to the Chargers, I'd probably be hearing it from Trey. Oh, <laughs> the Chargers probably could possibly make a playoff run this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, big baby. Me and Clarence both individually got one more question. So my question for you is, before we get out of here, off the top of your head, name your top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, top five. So, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay. Russell okay. Wilson. Russell Wilson and the fifth one, Drew Brees. 
Wait, Dak Prescott over Drew Brees, man. I'm sorry. No, man. no. There we go. Dak Prescott. That's wait, who I was going to pick. Dak Prescott. Wait, yeah. wait. Y'all need to – wait, y'all both wrong. Dak Prescott ain't better than Deshaun Watson. When did he become better? See, there's so many quarterbacks. It's – there's so many quarterbacks. I, I had Drew Brees. I had. It might be better than. Uh, but Dak, man, I, I truly believe he might have a better season than Deshaun Watson, though, Trey. So I, I There's so many quarterbacks running through my head right now. Like, there's so many. You forgot I, Burrow, man. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Hey, he's talented. Stop. Hey, don't mention Joe Burrow in the top five quarterbacks. No, not top five, but he's talented. Rookie quarterback. Yeah, do not let do not let Clarence persuade you to start believing. <laughs> Don't let him persuade you, big baby man. Yeah, <laughs> Don't but, hey, man. but AJ Green needs to get out of Cincinnati, and come to the Chargers. Oh, oh, oh. no! You oh. need to stop it now. Yeah, <laughs> you need to stop it now. That's ridiculous, Jonathan. Man, I thought we were friends. Now you saying that? Now, if you would have said John Ross, I'm like, nah, which I can't offer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Hey, big baby, I'm glad that you got respect for my. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers. We actually talked on the last show on Monday, big baby, about mm-hmm. CBS Sports. They put out a ranking of top mm-hmm. 10 quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers was not on that list. And Clarence knows how I feel about it. He knows how I feel about it. And he know I went in on that. I was, I was, because you know, you, you see the hat. You see I'm a Packers fan. Yeah. So I believe Aaron Rodgers is still a top five quarterback in the NFL. And I think Aaron Rodgers is better. Then all the veteran quarterbacks. I think Aaron is better than Tom Brady right now. He's better yes. than Drew Brees right now. He's better than Big Ben Roethlisberger right now. I think Phil, he's better than Philip Rivers yeah, right now. Yeah, most definitely. What do you think about that before we get out of here? What do you think about that? Whoever wrote that list <laughs> should never write yeah. again. No, I'm kidding. No, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, quarterback, talented. But he, need, he, he needs to demand help. Like, go get me Odell Beckham. Go get me Todd Gurley. Like, you know, he needs talent on his yeah. team. What do you think about Jordan Love? What do I feel about Jordan Love? Uh, no, I, I, I like I liked what Jordan Love did when he was in college. Mm-hmm. He made some, he made some noise in college, and I believe if he can live up to his upside, then I'll be happy with the pick. I was frustrated with the pick because I I felt like we should have selected a receiver and got a weapon for Aaron Rodgers because mm-hmm. we got to the NFC Championship game, and the only reliable receiver that Aaron Rodgers had to throw the ball to was Devontae Adams. And guess what? He still had 26 touchdowns to just four interceptions on the season. So I, 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 if Jordan Love turns into a stud and he turns into a nice quarterback, then maybe I'll be able to understand the pick. But that won't be for another five or six years, big baby. And that's not going to help Aaron Rodgers win those Super Bowls right now. Mm-hmm. Look, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I'm, I'm, I'm my bad, big baby. Aaron Rodgers playoff window is is nearly out the window, man. So we need we need to we need to get prepared for it's time for him to move on. And hey, hey, maybe he can go to the LA Chargers. So maybe we can bring him that winning winning feeling again. But Aaron Rodgers window is coming to an end, Trey. You need to know this from your from your man Clarence Nixon, man. It's over. We, but we got to the NFC, we got to the NFC Championship game last year. But you saying that? Uh. Aaron Rodgers, man, is the GOAT. GOAT. Hey, Big Baby, you know something. He knows something. We got to bring you We got to bring you back on, Big Baby. But go ahead and shout out your social media to yeah, everybody yeah. and how they can listen to your show. You can listen to me on uh Twitter. Not Twitter, excuse me. You can listen to me on YouTube, Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Big Baby Jonathan. Just follow me on Instagram, Big Baby Jonathan underscore. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts. Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast and on Anchor, Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. And thank you guys so much for having me on, man. It was a good show. Really good. Yes, sir, man. I'm, I had fun with you, man. Thanks. Yep. Thank you, bro. And I didn't know that you was an Aaron Rodgers fan. We definitely going to have to bring you back on the show. We're going to let Jordan know for sure to make it happen. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right, man. All right. This is ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. That was a nice interview that we had with with, with with Big Baby, man. He he knows something, man, for sure. He he, he definitely knows his football. He knows something. Yeah, he definitely knows his football, man. He definitely, definitely. So real quick, you know, everybody follow Wise Guys on Facebook. It's Facebook, Wise Guys, Instagram, These Guys Know Sports, Twitter, Wise Guys Always, and we are live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Trey? Yeah. Real quick, Clarence, before we get out of here, we got three minutes, man. Let's make it real fast. We'll get into this more on Friday. But did you hear Richard Jefferson comments on Tim Duncan? 
he said that Tim Duncan is, quote, not a first. He didn't say specifically that he's not a first battle Hall of Famer. Richard Jefferson said he's on the fringe as to whether or not Tim Duncan is a first battle Hall of Famer. Does he have a point? Look, Tim Duncan is one of the greatest power forwards of all time. Richard Jefferson's state in that comment is ridiculous. I don't know what kind of liquor, dark or light liquor he was drinking, but he's right. out of his rabbit mind saying this. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. Tim Duncan is one of, before we move on, Tim Duncan is one of the greatest point guard power forwards of all time, man. For him to say that, man, it's a slap on the face. Slap in the face, man. It really is. It really is. You said that Tim Duncan is one of the greatest power forwards of all time. I believe Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time. He's a five-time NBA champion, three-time NBA Finals MVP, two-time NBA Finals MVP as well. Oh, I'm sorry, three-time Finals MVP, two-time regular season NBA MVP, and obviously he was a defensive anchor on the defensive end of the floor. I think it's disrespectful for Richard Jefferson to say he's on the fringe as if Tim Duncan is the first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know if he has a, a personal issue with Tim Duncan or something because I think he was on ESPN's Get Up and he said something along these lines and Jason Williams had to check him. But make no mistake about it, Tim Duncan for his career averaged 19 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, three assists. He's a first battle Hall of Famer. He's the greatest power forward in NBA history. I like Carl Malone's greatness. I like Kevin McHale, Kevin Garnett. None of them are on the level that Tim Duncan is on. And Tim Duncan is the reason why the Spurs were a championship contender year in and year out in his career. Yes, sir. I agree with you 100% right there. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. We appreciate everyone for tuning in on the Wise Guys Sports Show on the Worldwide Sports Network. Hey, Clarence, we're going to be back on on Friday. Today is Wednesday, July the 1st. So it's the first of the month. You got any any goals for July that you want to knock out? Just anything real quick before you get out of here? I am working on I am a work, I am working out. Working out so I can get bigger, man. That is my goal right there. Just get big and work out. <laughs> nice goals, man. I, I want to work out, too, and get in that gym, too. But, hey. Everyone will be back on Friday, live at 8 p.m. on the Worldwide Sports Network. Have a good night. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.